Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to Gwen and Chris, Tony Gwynn Jr. Chris Ello returns from Portland. And my man, Matt Scraby, full four hours today. Uh, Monday Night Football was not... That great. It was kind of a boring game, I I, I must say. Uh, but the Chargers did not charge. They found a way <laughs> to get a victory. Uh, they take down the Jets, who, I mean, listen, as much as I wanted to believe Zach Wilson uh, was getting it together, it, it, it's it's pretty clear he, he's not he's not ready at this point. So I, I cannot <laughs> believe. I mean, some of the throws he missed last night were very Jimmy Garoppolo like. Honestly, Ooh, yeah, that's you don't how, want to be Jimmy Garoppolo. No, he. Right I mean, just I mean, and just bad reads. I mean, Troy Aikman is such a great broadcaster, and they showed some of the replays of you know safeties dropping into certain positions, which would open up a certain pass. And Zach Wilson just doesn't throw it to the right place. Right. And when he does throw it to the right place, he's not on target very often. Uh, so the Chargers got a lead on a punt return and then a fumble, which set up Austin Eckler's first touchdown. And then if you're up 14 nothing on the Jets, the best thing to do is do nothing. And that's really what the Chargers did. I mean, what did Justin Herbert throw for? About 130 yards? I mean, yeah, he didn't it, even. It wasn't your typical Justin no, Herbert. No, he type didn't of open day. up the game at all. All the Chargers did was run the ball, punt it, and see if Zach Wilson could get back in the game. And he's not good enough to get back in the game. So, you know, credit Brandon Staley for doing something that he doesn't normally do, which is protect the lead. And, uh, you know, the Jets just are. You, you, you look at Aaron Rodgers standing over on the sidelines, Tony, and you really do wonder just how good the Jets might have been this year with Aaron Rodgers. Because you know that with a receiver like Garrett Wilson, even somebody like an Alan Lazard, and with a back like Brees Hall, Aaron Rodgers would have put up some points this year. You know he would have. I mean, even if he wasn't at his prime, he's still going to get some things done. And that Jet defense is is for real. I mean, I know they, they lose the game 27-6. to You say, well, where was the Jets' defense? But like I said, a punt return, a uh, fumble set up all of the other Charger points practically. So yeah. uh, that Jet defense is really good. But Zach Wilson is so bad that, uh, you know, you get behind like that if you're the Jets, you got no chance. Yeah, the defense is only going to be able to play That's right. like that for so long. Yeah, eventually, they're going to get tired yeah, eventually. eventually. They're going to give up one drive somewhere in a game. And anyway, Zach Wilson's awful and... Uh, you know, that's just, it's bad. He is. I'm sorry. It's a BYU guy, so you know I'm not going to be easy on him. You know I'm not going to be easy on him, but, you know, you're in the NFL. He's playing in New York City. I'm sure, he hear, I'm sure he's hearing a lot worse things than just this. Oh, without a doubt. You know, coming from the folks there. So, uh, 
And, and, you know, when you have the arrogant attitude that he had last year, I think a lot of people are going to remember that. Even if he has improved his attitude, he hasn't improved his play very much. So No, it's been, uh, it's, it's, it's been tough, to say the least, yeah. um, in terms of um, that particular – that team, after Aaron Rodgers goes down, they just haven't – defense has been great, but they haven't played up to expectation because Zach Wilson has to be good. Now on the baseball side um, – Apparently, Padres considering David Ross for a managerial opening. Who brought that up, Mr. Scraby? <laughs> who brought that up, Mr. Uh, Scraby? Mr. Scraby, who was, was the one who brought that up yesterday I on think the it was show? Me. I think oh, it was I don't me. think so. No, I, don't think I, I don't think so. It was the was Hall you. of Famer who brought that up. <laughs> Hold on, we can't. I, I can't take that. We can't. Yeah, I know. I'm going to call me. I'm going to do it once, and then uh, that's it. But no, it was Tony. I mean, we're talking yesterday about all these candidates. I'm saying Skip Schumacher, Scraby's saying Albert Pujols, and Tony says, "What about David Ross? He's now available." And it, obviously, something's going on, Tony. I was thinking about this on the drive down here, which is not a very long drive, as you guys know. But <laughs> I, I was thinking about this, and I, everybody else has their manager. And the Padres basically, as far as we know, according to all the reports, have already finished interviewing all of their main candidates. Yeah. So the only thing they could be waiting on is A.J. Preller to be looking at some other candidates. Yeah. I mean, that, to me, is the only possibility. So. I mean, if you're going to take the time to name your manager, you might as well kick every tire and, and yeah. see what's out there. It, it, it would be in their best interest to, you know, find out – whether it's a fit or it's not a fit, um, yeah. you, you would hate to come to a decision and then find out, you know, during the season years later that David Ross actually would have fit perfectly. Not to say that he will or he won't, but I'm saying you owe it to um, doing the best job you can to find out. Especially after apparently what happened uh, a couple of years ago. I mean, all these reports in the UT, our friend uh, Tom Krasovic's been writing this pretty regularly, Tony, but said that Ron Fowler, who was not really in power any longer, right? Peter Seidler had kind of taken over the ownership of the team. But when there was an opening two years ago, Ron Fowler apparently, according to his uh, Bruce Bochy's agent, uh, Tony Antanasio, uh, Ron Fowler desperately wanted the Padres to get Bruce Bochy then. And, interesting. Uh, yeah, I think it is very interesting. Uh Antanasio confirmed that. I mean, it was quoted in the story. So this isn't just hearsay. This is Bruce Bochy's agent saying that, you know, Ron Fowler really wanted Boch. And apparently the story goes on that A.J. Preller actually went down to Tennessee and met with Boch. And whether or not they discussed the managerial opening or not, I don't think anybody really knows. Uh, But Tony Antanasio says, you know, it was more just kind of a meet and greet more than an you know than an interview was more that's this is again all according to Bochi's agent which is a pretty good source and he says that the Padres uh you know uh, kicked the tires on Bochi uh before they got Bob Melvin and I know everybody out there thinks well man if they would have had Bochi that guarantees they would have won the World Series and of course it does not although no. you can make that connection if you if you choose to but my point being, A.J. Preller apparently kicked the tires in every possible thing before getting Bob Melvin, so he's going to do the same thing this time, and I think that's what the holdup is right now. Yeah, no, I, 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 think, I think that's accurate. I think ultimately that is always – when we get to this time of year, this is it seems to be where A.J. 
is at his best is when he has time to kind of, you know, take his time, if you will, to to find out what the right fits are, what the what the the needs are. And in this case, it's the manager they're trying to they're trying to lock down. He has a pretty, I think, a pretty good group of of choices. Uh, but one came available all of a sudden that wasn't available at at first. So uh, in the same way, I think everybody would. You, you you check kick the tires. Doesn't mean it'll be a fit. Doesn't mean it won't. In terms of the Bochi thing, it's you know these things. Uh, as I always off try to say often, we don't know what's going on. Right? We, right. We'd like to us, think we do. None of us pre- <laughs> yes. would have predicted that they that he actually flew out to Nashville and met with Boach. Yeah, that wasn't even something on anybody's radar. No, it was and, talked and, about, and it was apparently two years ago when all this happened, right. and nobody has discovered it ever since. So, so you know, yeah. It well, always makes me a little nervous though when I see teams hiring coaches or managers, and my team still hasn't done that yet. It makes me nervous that does like, that make you want to be in a hurry? No, because you don't no. want because Tony's right. I mean, you're you've come this far, you might as well. You know, uncover and and overturn every rock, and you know, check everywhere right now. I, I mean, if you've come, if you've waited this long, you're. It's not like the season's starting tomorrow. Um, no, it's not starting tomorrow. <laughs> but I, I would also like to get a guy in there. I would also like to give a little bit of direction to the franchise, and and then now AJ can go back to focus on building the roster instead of trying to find a manager. I, I think that's probably taking up a lot of his time right now. There's no rush. Is finding a manager. No, and I'm not saying to rush. I'm just saying like when I see other sounds teams. Sounds like you're saying Sounds rush. exactly Sounds like, like you're saying. talking yeah. about Hurry rushing. Hurry up, AJ. I'm when, hearing, I'm hearing like. the word rush. I'm I feeling the I word say rush. That? I no, but I'm feeling that. rush. I feel it too. Yeah. I- <laughs> I feel it too. <laughs> what I'm trying to say here is that when more names come off the board, I get nervous. Whose names come off the board? What, board, what names are going to come off Craig the board Council? now? Uh, Carlos Mendoza. Time out. Time out. Craig Council wasn't officially on the board, really. Well, I know, but there's still there's other I take teams it back. hiring he was managers officially on the board. Yeah. Okay. There's there's a lot of good choices out there. And then my mind goes to these things. What what things? Like they're having trouble finding someone that wants to take uh, over see, the role as manager. I don't think I don't think there's anything that we have has been reported or that we know up to this point that would lead that to be true. At this point, there's four choices, maybe five if David Ross oh, now David if Ross, yeah. if oh yeah because one came off the board yeah. when, uh, who was it that went Mendoza's to Mendoza went to, yeah. to New York? So well, I think there's I think there's three officially on the board that we that have been reported and we know for sure, right? And Schilt, Flaherty, and Benji Gill. There's talk of David Ross being a fourth guy on the board. And as we said yesterday, all of us did agree that there's probably some other names on AJ's board that are not on the official, you know, report board. Yeah. Out there. Oh, so, Stephen Vogt is also now uh, was a manager. Was he on your radar? Yeah, that was a He wasn't on my radar personally, but I know he was on the <laughs> managerial radar. Scraby just, want, he, he just wants everything that he doesn't have. No, that, that's that, no I, I was not saying to. I wanted Stephen Vogt to be the manager of the, the Padres. I just, you want them all to be managers. I would the like, okay, going into the offseason, the biggest problem this team had was to re-sign the guys they need to re-sign and fill in the holes. Now the biggest problem that they have is finding a manager for this team. I don't, I don't think that's the biggest problem they have. They will they will find a manager. That's you know they they didn't. They How did, can that not be a big problem? 
Because He's the one who makes all the decisions. Why is it a, did, why is it a ask, problem? Wait, hold on, hold on. What, I don't even think it's a problem decision, in the first place. What decision is the manager making from now until... until no, uh, no, I get over, that. But till, I'm saying... first day of spring training. But I'm saying you can't really go forward and build a team that you want to build yes, without you, a manager's yes, input. So now, you're, now, now they're building a team and sa- telling the manager, hey, take it or leave it. Like, Listen, that doesn't first make sense of all, to me. First of all, you, you're, you're, you're conflating a bunch of things, right? First of all, there's, I'm a there, there is not uh, any roster building right now. Nothing. Nobody's signed. Nobody's doing anything. So let's chill on the whole he's building a roster or he's going to build a roster without a manager. It's, it's just not factual right now. All right. You're just pontificating. No, I'm just getting nervous about the you're 2024 just making, season. You're just making everybody get nervous for, exactly for no reason. That's not true. I'm not in the business of making people nervous. You I'm just in the business are. of telling people how I feel, which but is you know this nervous. is exactly but this is exactly how things go wrong. When you panic in a situation that calls oh, for patience, uh, and button. you're panicking. I agree. I used to panic and hit that you red button all the time. You used to panic. That's what you're doing right now. I'm okay with him taking a couple more days. But if we get past a couple out, more days. If, it, if it's not done by Thursday, <laughs> it's over. On by Monday, if they don't have a new manager, I'm gonna be even by more Monday. worried. Even more the worried. De- the deadline, and if is, more managers wait, start coming up. off the board, to, to, the deadline is Monday, the thirteenth. Is that right? My my yeah, imposed, yeah, your imposed yeah, deadline. Yes, my imposed <laughs> deadline. The imposed deadline. I think that's fair. It's been like three weeks since the season ended. <laughs> You're hilarious, man. You are really, really funny. You're one of a kind. Uh, full four hours for you guys today. Would you uh, hold on? Okay, hold on. He wants yeah. to get another back thing. He wants just to get hit, another hit blast me. off. Do you think that a free agent <laughs> is wanted, is going to want to sign with a team that has no manager? Sorry, again. Yeah, see, I think they'll sign with a team that has no manager as that, long as they have money. That is your body reacted to the ridiculousness you are no, giving off right now. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh oh. I think that you better it, ever say that to Chris ever again. I on, this is the first time I've ever done this. Yeah. Uh, I honestly, my voice is so funny now. I really, I really hope by Monday there's a manager. Or I'm going to start worrying a lot. Oh what are God. you going to? Well, you're already worrying. So what do you mean you're going to start worrying? He I'm needs, going to. Um, he needs a manager by Monday. <laughs> Got to have one. I, I think. Uh, when, are, when are the GM meetings? Are they this week? Yeah, they're going on right now. I believe. That's what I thought. Yeah, I thought by GM meetings. Oh, you got to have a manager. a manager. You can't. You're, you're can't not allowed to the meeting. How are you manager? working deals without a manager? <laughs> <laughs> I make a pretty darn good point. Over Wait, there. you think so? I do. Wasn't it? Was it? Was it last year that Bruce Bochy, uh at the winter meetings that he became manager? He, I would was, say it was right before. It was right before. I did. I, I think Chris Young still did pretty good. You know, making moves as he had a you know newly minted or right around the same time manager. He still seemed to. Get Marcus you know when, some, of the, uh, some of these other guys. You know when in. Bochi was hired last year, Scraby? October. Ooh. So you're only a couple of couple of weeks beyond you're actually one week beyond that. This throws your theory all out of whack. Yeah, well I'm giving you a little help. <laughs> Thank you. Giving you a little help. He because was hired you know why? in October. The good ones go off the board what first. Day, I see. What day is it in October? 
right now. Yeah, it's November. One now. of our oh, streamers. It's November. Yeah, it's November seventh. <laughs> oh my like, god, it's a panic. I meant what day was it in October when he signed? Do you? Uh, it was a Wednesday. Doesn't say. It was a Wednesday. <laughs> it was a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> doesn't say. It just says October. Okay. I, I don't Rangers have the exact date here. Well, we are in November, Scraby. So I guess. Yeah, I guess is. you're right. Guess you can October twenty first. As a matter of fact, 21st. as a matter of fact, Padres probably should just forego hiring a manager altogether at this point. No, it's too I late. Didn't say that. It's too late. We've passed the deadline. Too late. You guys hey. are laughing now, but when this becomes an issue, hey, when it, hey, honestly, if we get to that point, now. if we get to that point, I will be happy to be like Scraby. You are right. We told you we were right on the first thing. We'll tell you right on this one Vinny if you on, end up um, being right. Vinny on the stream says, uh, 14 minutes in and already being rude to Scraby. Let the man cook. <laughs> Let yeah. the man cook. <laughs> hey, Brutus fan 619, I agree with Scraby. Longer it takes, more panic sets in. Yeah, I have no doubt that more panic will set in. Did you guys just does, feel that? Does it mean that it Nerves need- got bigger. Oh, my Lord. We need to go to break. <laughs> This is getting out of hand. It's not getting out of hand. This is, is a serious we topic. Wasted, we wasted the whole first segment. We didn't even get to hear about my man Chris Ello's adventure uh, with his keys. I, I, I can't wait to hear this. Secondly, we didn't even get to talk about the Aztecs. They looked terrific in their opening night last night against Cal State Fulton. We'll get to that. Uh, some kind of backstories about Craig Council and owner Mark Antanasio of the Brewers. Uh and that has opened the door for the Padres, as I said, to possibly consider David Ross as a part of that managerial open. We've got my man Marcus McNeil coming in. Uh, he's got to actually come in studio at yeah. 3 o'clock hour. Bethel Duran to talk a little bit about the Lakers. They lost a tough one last night to the Miami Heat. One point loss. We got it all. More Gwen Chris on the way. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back into Gwen and Chris. We are underway. 2.23 is the time. Uh, It has definitely been a harrowing 12 hours or so for uh, yours truly. I will share what happened here momentarily, but uh, 
Aztec basketball did get off to a great start last night, guys. Uh, 83-57 over Cal State Fullerton. Wasn't that simple. Aztecs led by only two points at halftime. Led by one early in the second half. They never did uh, lose the lead. And uh, once they stepped on the gas, uh, Jaden Ledee looking uh, quite impressive. A career-high 27 points, 10 rebounds. And he was just so big and strong and dominant, Tony. I didn't get the final number, but I believe he drew like 12 fouls in the game. I mean, every time they pass him the ball, they they had to foul him to try to slow him down. He ended up shooting 15 free throws. Uh, Jaden Lebde looked like a man among boys last night in this he, basketball he game. And, you know, I don't know that he was – I don't want to say he was out of position last year, but remember Mensa was the center last year, and Lede, you know, had to fight for time with Keisha Johnson at power forward. This year – you know, the post belongs to Jaden Ledee. Yeah. And he is taking over the post right now. And it's going to take somebody really big and really strong to slow this guy down. I think Coach Velasquez hit on it when we spoke to him last week about how, you know, oftentimes when you're asked to come off the bench, you're asked to come in and, and, and be kind of instant offense. You're asked to kind of come in and get that, you know, get your get your energy involved in the game a lot more where – he said in that interview that you know as a starter sometimes you got to let it come to you yeah and he had that time but to me you're right ultimately he looked like a man amongst boys out there as he was i mean as physical as and that was kind of what we expected at the beginning of last year we got it at the end yeah it seems like there's just been a continuation and coach Velasquez said he he didn't see anybody who worked any harder and was in the gym as much as yeah as the D was. Well, all you needed to do was see that one play, Tony, where he got the ball at his own end and dribbled the length of the floor yeah. at, what, 6'9", and with his size, dribbled all the way down. He, honestly, the last guy of his size that I saw do something like that was back in Charles Barkley's day. Barkley used to take the rebound and dribble all the way down the court and stuff it at the other end. That's what Ledee did. Yeah. And, and and the broadcaster, who I thought was kind of comical, said, well, somebody on Fullerton's got to stop the ball. <laughs> yeah. And I'm saying, well, somebody well, on Fullerton doesn't have enough guts to right. stop the ball. The guy's coming like a freight train. It seemed like everybody made a business decision to, yeah. to go ahead and part the sea part the <laughs> for part him. Part the C for him. But, yeah, Jaden Ledee looked great. Micah Parrish had an excellent game, had uh, five threes, and uh, Reese Waters looked very good. Good, uh, you know. Butler played a great game at both ends of the floor, like he always does. And Darian Trammell did not play. Hope to have him in action Friday night at BYU. Here's the most impressive part: was you know when you lose that many pieces. A yes, the offense put up 83 points. That's impressive, but the defense is what it it came back down to. I mean, yeah, once again, you, you held a team to 32 percent in the first half, 33 percent. In the second half, if you do that all year, yeah. you're going to have a tremendous chance to win a, a boatload of games. Yeah, yeah. And that's what this—that's what this whole program is predicated off. Well, last year's season opened with a victory at home over Cal State Fullerton. Ended up in the national championship. See no reason why we shouldn't just expect and hopefully <laughs> do the same thing this year. The Aztec women opened with a loss last night in Portland. I bring that up because, of course, I was with the women's team and I um, broadcast the game and then we flew home last night, guys. And uh, I drive the car on Sunday over to uh, San Diego State to catch the bus. 
and I put my keys in my bag, and then I forget about them, obviously, until I need them when I return home after the game last night. Uh, but on the bus ride home from the airport, and by the way, I want to give a shout-out to Big Country out there. Big Country is a, yeah, he did tell is a great listener to yes. the program, yes, yes. and he also apparently was on the chat yesterday. He, I did see that, yeah. Saying that he was going to be the bus driver picking us up last night. That's yeah. awesome. So I went over and introduced myself, and Big Country was excited. He said he met you I was just getting ready. To, I was just earlier getting ready. and was really excited about that on another bus trip. He, he, he took us home one of the, the last trips of yes, the season. Yes, he did. And, That's uh, what he said. So, I, you know, I got to, you know, I, I sit in the front, so I, I Started chopping it up with him, and yeah. when you said big country, I was like, "Wait a minute, I met a big." That's country familiar, too. Yeah. yeah. Big country, outstanding bus work by a big country <laughs> yeah, last night. Sure. Thank you. But as I was riding on the bus, uh, driven by big country back to the uh, arena last night, I reached in my bag to get my keys, and they weren't there. And then I began the panic oh, search for my keys. Nothing worse than it's on the bus good. figuring out. Yeah. I don't have my keys. Don't have my keys. What time is this again? It's about midnight, 12.15 last night after the game. And it's late (laughs) at night. And I'm thinking, where are my keys? Well, by the time I got to the arena, I had convinced myself that I never took my keys. And that I must have just left Left them them in the car car (laughs) before I ever made the trip because it's amazing what your mind will do. It's amazing what your mind will do. And there was just no way I didn't take them out of the bag. I didn't ever saw them. So I knew that, or at least my, my mind told me you didn't lose them on the trip. You must have just left them in the car. Well, what, guess what the next thing my mind told me? Somebody stole the car. Yeah. So, absolutely. So it's 1230 at night. I go into the parking garage at San Diego State last night, pretty much sweating as I walked in there. And it's the garage right across the street from Viejas Arena, for those who are familiar with it. Pretty big layout in there. I walk in. I was positive I was in the third row to the left. Oh, no. I walk down the third row. No car. No car. (laughs) I walk further down the third row. No car. Must have been in the second row. No No car. car. (laughs) Go to the fourth row. No car. By this time, I am convinced that my car has been stolen. Yeah. (laughs) It was no way. I mean, what do you mean, sirens? I left the keys in the car for the person to steal my car. It's still stealing. Not to mention, if this is actually how it went down. It's exactly you how are never going to hear the end of it. If no, you left I, your keys in the car oh my and God. someone stole your car. I, part of me was thinking, how am I going to tell this to my wife? <laughs> no Honey, doubt. not only did somebody steal our car, but I left the keys in the car to help them steal it. I'm a clown. This is terrible. Clown wouldn't even have been the beginning of it, Scraby. You don't understand. You don't. All right. So this story is going to go on for a second longer. I'm sorry, because I finally turned a corner and stumbled onto my car. I would park to the right, not to the the left. left. Okay. So I found the car, deep breath, thank goodness, and then looked to see the keys in the car. But no. It's locked. The car was locked. The keys were nowhere to be found. So now it's in the middle of the night. Guess who has to call his wife oh, to have her come pick me up? Uh-oh. So she comes and picks me up. Basically gives me the, you know. The business. How did you lose your car yeah. keys? Yeah. Where could they be? Etc. We finally 
get all of that settled. I had emptied my bag out <laughs> on the ground in the garage looking for my keys. I stuff everything back in the bag. I get in my the car because she's got the backup key. I drive out of the garage, and my music, which playing from my phone, goes out. And I'm like, what's going on? How did my music? So I go reach into my compartment to get my phone out and see what's wrong. Phone's not in there. Oh, no. So now I drive oh, out of the garage, go around the corner, stop. <laughs> I didn't hear my wife's part. behind me. She stops. What are you doing? I go, I don't know where my phone is. <laughs> so now I drive back into the garage right where we were to, to get my phone, which I'm, su- I'm assuming stupidly I've left this like on the ground in the garage. Oh, I know where you left it. Was it on the top of your car? No. Oh, okay. I left it on the ground, <laughs> but it wasn't there when I got back. And this is only like two minutes later. Oh, my gosh. So I'm like, oh, my goodness, my this phone's gone. This is a complete total nightmare. I've gone from losing my car, losing my keys, losing my phone, some guy driving the sweep-up van in the middle of the night, cleaning up the garage found my phone and picked it up and he was driving around the garage with my phone cleaning saw me looking frantically and drove over and said is this yours and i'm like oh my god what are the odds that, that so, he would clean it up that quick so you just laid the phone down and, i just and laid the, it down when i was of- emptying the bag and in the chaos and my wife giving me a hard time and me happy that i didn't lose my car I left my phone, so I lost both of them in a in a span of thirty seconds. Got the phone, got home. End of a long story. As you guys know, just before the show, I made a call up to Portland, and uh, my keys were actually still at the arena. Wow. They had fallen out of my bag last night while I was broadcasting the game. So I should be getting them back soon. Um, that is my harrowing story. Are you going to, at some point, um, are you going to now check your bag every time you leave a stadium? I already do, though. I mean, that's my my way of doing things. And that's why I told my wife last night as she was giving me a hard time, <laughs> you don't understand. I check this often. Right. But for some reason, they got away from me last <laughs> night. And uh, anyway, it's a I'm happy story. Found yeah. All right. Wow, that's that. Is, that. that is and uh, when we come back, we'll uh, we'll get into the Lakers story which was a uh, tough loss last night in Miami. Beto Duran, the Lakers pregame and postgame show host, joins us when we return. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Great storyteller, Chris Ello. Uh, I have to say, when Chris... That was the first time I actually heard the entire st- his day of what happened. Yeah. He had mentioned that he had a kind of a crazy night. Um, and so he left the room, and I told Scraby, I was like, man, I started to put myself in his shoes. I was like, man, <laughs> if I had done that, my wife would have been, like, all over. And this is before I heard the story. So... To hear the story and know losing that. the keys, losing your phone, all in one moment, yeah. almost losing your life at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if well, we, I lost my mind. <laughs> I will tell you that. <laughs> if it were, if it were me, a lot of the yeah, like hiccups would have would have happened because I was so worried about what my wife was going to have to say. I got after. some of the typical lines. Many of you married men will uh, recognize some of these, like. Uh, uh, do you know how much a new car key costs? <laughs> do you, Chris? I do, but that was really that, the least that's of my the last thing you want to hear at last that point. night. I didn't want to know how much it was. <laughs> I was take worried out a loan that, for one of those. Keys. I was I was worried that I'd lost the car. Right for like right. five whole minutes, I thought the car had been stolen. My heart was barely, you know, beating through my chest. Can you imagine Chris walking through the garage just so frantic? Frantic is right. I mean, that was what I was. And if you think it was hard explaining to my wife that I lost my keys, imagine if I had to explain to her that I lost the car, too, because I left the keys in it. That would have been the ultimate. You would have thought about lying. I'd be like, I don't know. There was glass on the ground when I got there. It looks like they broke in the window, honey. Yes, yeah, but and, where but where are the keys? Keys right, are with we them. We lost the yeah. car, but the keys oh, are gone. I get what the the problem right. would have had mm. to have come clean mm. that I lost the That's keys and point. left them in the car. I every, just got caught every, in a lie. Every yeah. married man thinks, man, how much lying am I going to have to do in order to keep this thing straight? It's just or you too could much. just be honest with me. Well, your, that's that's I mean, the right choice. Obviously, honesty that's, is always the best policy until you just it isn't. wear <laughs> you just wear it while you have to. No doubt about it. All right, uh, Bethel Duran will join us here shortly. This hour is brought to you by. The Caltrans Stormwater Program. Visit cleanwaterca.com. Let's change this. Let's change this to that be to that by picking up after our pets, reducing pesticide use, and regularly servicing vehicles. Learn how at cleanwaterca.com. That's cleanwaterca.com from Caltrans Stormwater Program. Let's bring on our guest, Bethel Duran, pregame and postgame host. Of the Los Angeles Lakers. Beto, welcome. How are you, my man? I feel good, man. You you feel good. I tell you who doesn't feel good. The Lakers don't feel good right man. now. Uh no, in all honesty, they they uh they had a, a shot to win that game, had a clean look. Um Cam Reddick could not knock the shot down. They go down still winless on the road. What's the temperature like here early for, for this Lakers ball Laker ball club? Um, it's starting to, you know, you're always going to have the, the, the fans are going to be concerned no matter what. Um, but then, oh, they didn't win. Oh my God, we're not going 82 and all, right? 
Uh, but there is some concern because the way that they're playing right now, but you can always find something to talk about with the Lakers. Like they only had six players at the end of the game last night. And I am, and I said this on the post game show last night, I'm not a moral victory guy. You know me, T. Yeah. Like, either you win, you're playing, it doesn't matter. I want any excuses. But D'Angelo Russell gets thrown out yesterday, and he doesn't even know why. I mean, the rest were tech happy yesterday, and I'm not one to ever say the, the rest were the reason, but LeBron only goes to the line four times. Uh, but the temperature right now with the Laker team, you should have some concern because they're hurt. Yeah. Anthony Davis went out in the third quarter. He was dragging his leg. He said it was a hip spasm. He got hit. So anytime you see Anthony Davis leaving, immediately, you know, all the memes are going to go out there like, oh, he's glass or this, he's fragile, whatever. But the good news is that he's expected to play tomorrow uh, in Houston. So, like, you got to get that guy out there. Then LeBron James is playing 39 minutes in his 21st season. Like, that's way too many minutes. But the guys are hurt right now. So the Lakers yeah. battled. And I even said it before the game. I was asked, like, hey, are they going to win? I'm like, nope. <laughs> I thought they were going to lose by double digits. But they didn't. They battled. They clawed back in. And at the end of the day, everybody wants to jump on LeBron saying, oh, he should have took the shot. Dude, you give it to the wide open dude. He's in the NBA. You better make that shot. You know, at the end of the day, you're you're gonna want that shot at the opportunity. So, again, not the moral victory, but you're you're bummed if you're a Laker fan because you had a chance to beat Miami at home, and that's all you can ask for, really. Beto, you mentioned the uh, LeBron James, and uh, I guess the official number is 36 minutes per game, and uh, the Lakers had something around 29 was what they were shooting for. It's only seven games in, but he's seven minutes over per game. And, and it seems to me it's because they've played nothing but really, really close games so far. So LeBron needs to be in there. I mean, they've had two overtime games. They've had a one-point game, a three-point game, a five-point game. There really hasn't been any garbage time for him to sit and relax. Um, is this something that they're – are they going to have to start playing some close games without him in the fourth quarter, or are they, they're never going to go to that extreme? The way okay, so the before the season started, Donovan Ham and the coaches staff saying we want to keep LeBron around thirty minutes a game. We want to monitor him. Yeah. It's not a hard cap. It's not like Little League. We have a pitching count. You're like, oh no, got to take him out. It's yeah. Not that. <laughs> it's more of we would like him around that area. But the reason he's playing thirty six, thirty eight, thirty nine minutes, whatever it is, is because they need him. Because when LeBron is off the court, that bench is doing nothing. Nothing. For so they they Most might have in the league. league. Yes, oh, I'm glad you brought that up. It's just when he leaves the game, you're like, okay, you're holding your breath. How much of the lead is going to disappear, or how much of deficit are we going to have when he comes back into the game? And that's a huge concern. So it's not he's playing those minutes uh, because they want him to. It's because they need him to, and that is a bad, bad sign for the Lakers right now. Because if you don't have any kind of support staff for LeBron, who's it, how old is this dude? Like, you know, Jaime Hawkins yesterday who played said my entire life that I've been alive, LeBron's been in the NBA. Like, that's where we're at right now with him and his career. And you don't want him playing that many minutes. And Anthony Davis going out. Like, they had, uh, I mean, a guy like Vanderbilt out, uh, Jackson Hayes and Sir Flitters out, uh, guys who just style whatever it is. They don't have any depth right now because of injuries. And I'm not trying to make the excuse, but if you're LeBron, you look around, you're like, damn, I guess I got to suck it up right now. Like, yeah, I want to breather. Uh, but as far as like garbage time, this team hasn't had anything easy right now. There's no garbage time. And if this progresses, it's forget like talking about Western Conference playoffs. It's like, damn, are we even going to get into the playing games? Yeah. Like this is not a good sign. And that was the one thing that they did really well in that back half of the season once they made the trade was their bench. The guys who came in were able to at least sustain or keep things where they were. It's been a little bit different story to start the season. Beto Duran joins us here. Beto. 
you know, you mentioned the the lack the lack thereof of foul calls. Uh, Darvin Ham was teed up. I guess the Lakers actually sent video into the league. Um, you know, talking about the non-calls that LeBron's getting. What what do you think they're hoping to accomplish? Because in my recollection, these letters don't do much other than let us know that they actually were sent. That, that I've, yet to, I've yet to see referees come in the next day and be like, "Hey, you know, we got your letter. We're gonna we're gonna really look into this." We're gonna uh, be starting to send LeBron back to the line. What, what do you think they're hoping to accomplish? Hey, you dealt with Angel Hernandez, man. You know it's shooting his head. Right? Come on now. <laughs> um, no, but LeBron only went to the uh, free throw line four times yesterday. And But it wasn't like the referees were favoring Miami because if you're a Miami fan, you're like, well, they didn't call anything on us either. And it was just a discre- – there was no discrepancy. It's just like Chick Hearn would say, no, no blood, no foul, right? Like that's what it was yesterday. They let him play. They, you, oh, they let him get hot. Um, but the what it is is – you got to do this. This is Phil Jackson back in the day when he would always trip at the referees during the playoffs, and then all of a sudden in the next game, like, oh, the league's paying attention. It's just a formality that you do to send it to the league, hey, pay attention for this, pay attention for that, because now they got to actually talk about it. So is LeBron going to get refereed different tomorrow? No, but could this be something like later on down the road? Yeah. It's just which it's, all the teams do this. Um, they send it, but it's whenever you have a magnitude of LeBron right. or, um, you know, uh, Joker or whoever it is or Wembyana, whenever it's come his turn, that becomes bigger news. But this is just what a lot of teams do. But, I mean, if you look, if you think about it, you're LeBron, 6'8", 2", whatever. Every time he goes down the line, he's going to get hit. Remember with Shaq right. back in the day? As soon as he touched the ball, he was getting fouled. I'm not saying he's Shaq, but it, similar for LeBron, James only get four free throws? Come on now. I want to ask you about Austin Reeves. Uh, I, I, I go back to the Clipper game, which is the last one I saw. I haven't seen this road trip yet. But uh, when they got into overtime in that ball game against the Clippers, I mean, I know it was you know LeBron and Anthony Davis, but Austin Reeves made all of the key plays in that particular game. I mean, uh, he hit the jump shot. He hit the three-point play. He made a steal against Kawhi Leonard. He threw the alley-oop pass to LeBron for the clinching dunk. I just I'm so impressed with Austin Reeves. It doesn't seem like we should be looking at him as kind of a surprise anymore. We should almost expect him to be really con- you know contributing on a nightly basis. Is that the way the Lakers look at him now? He better be. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about the lack of depth. This dude better step up and he's doing it. He got off to a slow start and uh, people wonder like, okay, did we overpay or is this all one hype or is it Team USA? And he was just pressing the first couple of games. Um, there was one game uh, where he just was terrible in the first half, and he came out at halftime and put up 20 shots, and he started knocking them down. And it's just like a, a hitter who's just pressing too much of the play. That's what Austin Reeves was doing the first couple of games. And once he gets into his flow, he's much better. Um, I, I usually get to crypto really early. So when he's out there shooting, you see him. He's working out with Phil Handy, who does a great job with the player development yeah. of the guys. And the first couple of games, T, he was – putting up shots with Phil when there's nobody in the arena and missing. And, like, the frustration on his face is like, dude, that's not going in, that's not going in. And, you know, when you're a shooter, if you're not feeling hot, when you go to a game, you're not feeling it, that's kind of something with him. But he makes the up for it on the defensive side. He'll make the plays. Like, yesterday he had a big dunk. He'll make the extra pass. Like, he's a guy that if the Lakers want to go anywhere, he has to perform every yeah. single night for them. It, it, there is no if ands, or buts. It, what's interesting is it's the first time I can remember in LeBron's Laker career – where he has 
I mean, literally said, no, give him the ball, and he'll just walk up yeah. to court. He'll take his he'll take his his possession off, but he it's clear that he that LeBron fully trusts yeah. Austin Reeves. Yeah, yeah, he he really does, and the entire locker room does, and coaching staff too. So that's why uh, I believe for the Clipper game, people were asking uh, Darvin Ham before the game, but hey, are you concerned about Austin Reeves? Like, man, this a baller. Like, I'm not worried about him. But like, well, by when do you want to see him get a shot down? He goes, He's going to get a shot. Like, it, it, don't worry about it. He's going to get it done. And, and he is. He's better. Like, he has that uh, shoe deal with a company called Rigaru. I don't even know where it's at. Uh, but then if you drive around L.A., you see him on a, a billboard for, like, a, a lawyer and stuff like that. So he's starting to get some of those endorsements. <laughs> I mean, it's not the big ones. You know, but he, but, but he knows that, hey, anytime you're a Laker, collect that money. So he's getting it, man. He's all right. Absolutely. Lakers back in action tomorrow. Beto. I don't uh, want either of you guys to panic because last year they didn't win their third <laughs> game until the end of November. They were 3-10. and 10. That was tough times. This year they're only 3-4. and four, So yeah, no, it was a lot we're, tougher we're much, last year. We're further ahead of schedule yes, this time around than we were last year. <laughs> Year. Beto, as always, man, appreciate you coming on. We'll, we'll try to catch up again next week. Thanks, brother. Thanks, Every Beto. Time, Beto Duran there on Gwen and Chris. Uh, Lakers in action tomorrow. Um, you know, nobody's playing tonight. Yes. In the NBA. It must be day. an election night. Yeah, election That's night. That's the only time they co- totally cleared the NBA schedule for election night. Yeah. Is there so, an election? There is. There is. Somewhere. In, in some, oh, I think okay. Virginia. So it's not something that I really... State elections. Yeah. Yeah. Things uh, like that. You didn't yes. miss anything. You're good. What about our state? We're, we I, I don't, don't have, have anybody have to elect or not right now. We're taking we just got no off. one? It's, just, it's election day, man. That's all I know. <laughs> no one but wants it to do the job? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, because I was wondering myself. I'm like, it's NBA Tuesday night. There's not a single game on the schedule. And then I remembered... It is an election night off for the NBA. I kind of, you know, I think that is important. It is nice. Okay. I think it's a nice, uh, it's a nice gesture to keep people out of arenas and hopefully get them into uh, into voting, uh, you know, uh, places so that they can cast their ballots. It's your duty as a citizen. That's right. Get out there. Uh, <laughs> get out. There. I, I'm trying to figure out if I want to get on my soapbox about uh, these managerial contracts. I think I'm gonna wait. Till Do it when we come reply. back. You can. You're gonna need a little more time. I did for like this. this. I did like this line from my from my good buddy Prince Fielder. Uh, oh yeah, Adam uh, McAlvey have for covers Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, he he Prince Fielder was asked to give an example of how Craig Council helped him as a teammate, and I quote: He said, uh, "There was one time I was thinking about bunning." They told me if I bunted, he would punch me in my face. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, now that was when he was a player or that's, a manager? That's when he was a player. I that's don't know. when Craig Council was a player. That's when Craig Council was a player. Huh. And, and so I, it just. Prince is not the guy I would want to punch in the face. But I, he was getting the message but, across, but the, though. The, exactly. That's yeah. what. Those are the type of things that ha- make him a good manager. He knew that although I'm sure Prince was not fearful of Craig punching him in the face. <laughs> He knew that he would respond to that That's right. in a way that would get the you know the result that he was looking That's for. That's what good managers can do. They got to push the right buttons. It's, it's it's one of those small things that you don't think about in the moment, like as a player, two players talking to each other. Yeah. But it makes a lot of sense when you think about him as a manager right now. And so he'll be doing that in Chicago. I know there's some Milwaukee folks. They're heartbroken. Heartbroken. Maybe I would be too. We'll talk about it. Hang with them. Three o'clock hour on the way. More going to Chris. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.